Hi, and welcome to episode 5 of the Talk to Someone podcast, a show where you and I discuss the ins and outs of mental health. Last week, we discussed the importance of determining whether you may have a mental illness and how to go about the process of seeking appropriate care. The month of May is celebrated as the International Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, over the course of the next few weeks, we are going to be taking one disorder at a time and discussing it. This week's disorder is going to be depression. About five times a day, I hear someone say something along the lines of, this movie is so depressing, yaar. The weather is so depressing today. Or, depress mat kar, yaar. Headaches are not necessarily tumors. Irregular menstrual cycles are not necessarily PCOS. The same way, being sad or upset is different from being depressed. Having a bad day is not depression. It is truly, seriously not depression. You saying that trivializes somebody else's experiences and takes away from the ordeal that it is to live with an illness. It is incredibly disrespectful. Stop doing it. I hope none of you suffer from the ignorance syndrome like Dwight Schrute because no, depression is not just a fancy word for feeling bummed out. To give you a very, very simple definition, it is a persistent feeling of sadness or boredom which hinders basic and necessary functioning. It is often not caused by a singular factor but is a mixture of various and possibly unconnected events and factors. However, research has brought to light that the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, feelings of rejection and failure and separation are known accelerators of feelings indicative of depression. Depression is one of the leading causes of disease in the world. It is one of the leading causes of suicide. Having depression does not kill. Not being able to seek help for it does. Society owes answers to individuals who have lost their lives because of stigma, because of the lack of facilities available, because of prejudice and because of other people turning the other way. I was formally diagnosed with the illness when I was 13 years old. I'm 21 years old now. That's eight long and hard years of living with a mental illness. And some of the hardest parts about it demand to be addressed. Number one is the belief that depression or mental illness entirely is due to weakness of character or not trying hard enough. That is the stupidest claim I have heard in my life. The only thing more idiotic could be that caste does not exist in urban landscapes. Depression is a mental disorder. What this means is that there is scientific proof of its existence. It alters brain chemistry. It has emotional, psychological and physiological consequences and often results in extremely harmful behaviours. If you think you may be suffering from it, don't disregard your feelings. Consult a doctor and let them rule it out for you. When I thought I was possibly depressed, I was dismissed by adults who recognized that yes, while I was sad, they attributed it to temporary factors and kept saying it did not require a doctor. This, to be very honest with you, definitely did more damage than they thought it would because it made me start second-guessing my feelings and instincts. And till date, it takes me a lot of effort to trust my gut. This means that I often put myself in the middle of unnecessary chaos simply because I don't know if what I'm feeling is truly happening or is learned helplessness. Myth number two, you can, you can and should just snap out of it. No, you can't do that. If you could just snap out of it, that would mean you had control over it in the first place. I don't know what you've been told, but I assure you, people don't like being so sad that they can't get out of bed. People don't enjoy constantly grieving. They would be ecstatic if I told them their brains will resume producing normal amounts of serotonin again, completely on its own. 
but it does not work like that or we wouldn't need medical professionals at all you know i don't see these same people talking to patients with diabetes cancer or broken bones in the same tone you do not ask a sick person to snap out of their ailment because if they could they would not be sick in the first place myth number 3 children cannot be depressed just no no this is too much i hate comparing mental illness to physical illness but i don't know how else i can validate its existence in front of someone who refuses to acknowledge it are children often diagnosed with physical ailments so if there is no age for developing a physical illness why must a mental illness be any different anybody from any socio economic group ethnic group age group or gender can develop depression studies also suggest that people in living in rural areas are more likely to develop depression than those living in urban areas if you are a parent a teacher or someone who regularly interacts with children observe them look out for signs of depression or illness early diagnosis is always healthier for the child if a child confides in you encourage them for it help them to the best of your abilities make the child realize they did the right thing by talking to you about it myth number 4 depressed individuals mope around all the time i just have a couple names to take robin williams pagliacci john mulaney anna mandeta roxanne gay hannah gatsby bo burnham the world seems to suddenly start caring about mental health issues when a celebrity commits suicide or when they talk openly about their issues this happens because we hold celebrities in such high regard that every time we realize they're human too it deeply upsets us i've heard robin williams's example at every single seminar i have ever attended that had something to do with mental health this is because depression does not always cause you to mope around or be visibly sad all the time seemingly well functioning or high functioning individuals suffer too money success these things don't alter the gravity of your illness however they do make it easier to seek help personally seeking help is one of the hardest things about the journey to getting better i am not someone who finds it easy to talk about how i'm feeling i find it incredibly difficult to seek help i am after all the friend you call when you're sad it's my usp but it is incredibly unhealthy i have done so much damage to myself because i did not communicate if you can help it i honestly truly suggest talking about it there are communities that are ready to help you take the first step myth number 5 it is necessary to take medication to be completely okay not true antidepressants help yes because they help your brain produce secretions necessary to function but they are not a be all and end all they don't help every individual in every situation sometimes they're downright not necessary regular therapy sessions are helpful for some individuals for others antidepressants are suggested by medical professionals paired with psychotherapy and possible lifestyle changes one treatment does not fit all which is why always 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 consult a doctor instead of taking all your advice from a friend or a well-wisher meaning well disappointingly does not get you a degree and does not qualify you to give someone medical advice myth number 6 men are less likely to develop depression i know cisgendered heterosexual men are responsible for a lot of fuckery in the world but they are not exempt from mental illness depression is responsible for affecting millions of men you would think they would have made therapy free and compulsory after realizing it but patriarchy is a highly corrosive construct 
it is difficult for men due to these unsaid but highly enforced rules to admit they're having a tough time reinforce healthy conversation in your house reward people when they're honest encouraging conversation is the only way to ensure honesty myth number 7 keeping busy or having a routine cures depression no no it doesn't it may feel like it is reducing the frequency or the intensity of your symptoms for a little while but keeping busy does not take away from the fact that you are facing an illness it does not magically make things okay i used to think it works and i can show you go downs full of incomplete projects or unfulfilled ideas of mine lifestyle changes are often recommended by therapists and psychotherapists alongside treatment either by itself does not always work for everybody myth number 8 talking about it would just make it worse how talking about it is the first step to acknowledge it as a problem once you've identified the problem step number 2 is consulting a doctor step number 3 is drawing a treatment plan and step number 4 is getting better if you do not have someone around you who you think would understand there is not reason enough to worry some of my closest confidants are people i met by default at airports in cafes in chat rooms there are support groups therapists and counselors who are very eager to help if you're wondering how you can be supportive of someone going through what could possibly be depression here are some tips for you tip number 1 be patient one of the greatest problems most individuals report is that they find it difficult to communicate or are scared that people will not understand if someone is trying to tell you how they're doing be a good non-judgmental listener tip number 2 don't push their boundaries talking about mental illness is very difficult if someone is doing it they are putting themselves in a highly vulnerable spot be a good listener and ask a lot of questions but don't push them to reveal information they are not comfortable with telling you recognize that it is not necessary for them to tell you everything in order for you to be helpful tip number 3 ask how you can help provide support by asking how you can help you are putting them in control of the situation and not taking over you are not their doctor restrain from giving any sort of medical advice tip number 4 remind them every single chance you get that they are so much more than their illness it's very easy to lose yourself in the chaos that the illness creates activities suddenly stop being as fun as they used to be it's difficult to socialize it's difficult to be yourself every chance you get tell them they are still a regular individual and that their illness does not define them tip number 5 don't rely on them to do all the labor educate yourself instead if someone tells you how they're feeling or what they're dealing with don't expect them to guide you through it it's already difficult enough to deal with it instead try educating yourself by reading up about said illness it may help understanding and empathizing better tip number 6 Remember you are not a medical professional so you are not responsible entirely for someone's well-being unless it is clearly specified don't lose yourself while caring for another episode 2 of this podcast talks about caregiving take a look at it being a caregiver is very difficult which is why we have professionals for all the hard work you are bound to make mistakes and that's okay as long as you're ready to be patient and to learn if you are someone who's suffering trust me you are not making up your illness it is not to gain sympathy or to get people to be nice to you if that were the case the symptoms would go away when you're alone remember to document your illness 
document your symptoms and their duration be 100% honest with your medical professional i know it can be difficult to accept that you may need help but please recognize it is extremely brave for you to be working towards it and i am so so proud of you remember to take care of yourself remember to talk to someone 